0: Hello and welcome to the Boomer Bust Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Reed, with his two co-hosts. We'll start out with the problem child, Kyle Gadley. How are you doing today, big guy?
1: Good. How are you guys doing today? Hey, look,
0: we finally got it to work. Third time's a charm, boys. We'll head over to Drew out east before something, or out west, I mean, before something crazy happens. How are you doing today?
2: I'm doing good, thanks.
0: So, we're here, second episode of the Boomer Bust Podcast, Starting to spread out a little more on Spotify. Uh, a couple other websites were now available on, waiting for the a- Apple Podcast uh, approval. And we'll be uh, pretty much everywhere getting ready to, to start spreading that around. And we've got a lot to talk about in this show. Uh, first off, let's talk about the big news coming out today. Austin Eckler was sidelined in practice today with a hamstring injury. Um, I don't think anybody really has severity of this injury necessarily. I don't know if it's going to be a long-term uh, issue. I mean, a lot of times these, these, like, soft muscle or whatever they call them, uh, injuries tend to take some time to repair and, and get healthy. So I don't know if you guys have heard anything, but going into week one, that's not what you want to hear if you're taking uh, Austin Eckler as your RB1. Let's start with you, Drew. What do you think about this whole situation?
2: Um. So, yeah, that's got to be tough for people that have Austin Eckler. I, surprisingly, I just haven't had – gotten the spot in many drafts to be able to get Austin Eckler, but for people that have him, that's kind of tough because he was riddled with injury last year, so I wouldn't want to be in that position, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm kind of thankful that I wasn't. I mean, I I, I was kind Austin Eckler this year, but like Drew said, the way the draft though, I never got any possession in it. I just hope that if you did get him, he got his handcuffed, possibly, once he heard the injury drop. I don't know, but... It's definitely a hard blow.
0: I mean, it's... Like Drew said, we didn't know he had some injuries last year, and, you know, that kind of sucked, but this year I think the, the backfield's a little more crowded than it was just a year ago. Last year, you know, it was either going to be Josh Kelly or uh, who was the other cat they had there? Uh, Drew mentioned Justin earlier. Jackson. Justin, Justin Jackson. Jack. <clears throat> he knew he was going to be one of those two, and they, they got Larry Roundtree this year to throw into the mix. So... Uh, it's a little harder, I think, to really judge who that handcuff could be. I know Drew thinks it's going to be Justin Jackson. I still think Josh Kelly has some upside. Um, but I mean, this is this is not good news heading into Week One, especially because I, I do think he has a relatively decent matchup going into Week One. No, nothing that he's going to he would have blown the the cover off of, but just the amount of pass game work that he he would get in any sort of game. Uh, you're going to lose that potential value, and, and on top of his rushing yards, it's it's uh, it, it definitely sucks. So let's hope Eckler uh, bounces back, and, and we do see him week one. I mean, it could be an unlimited role, but even in limited roll, we could see some some potential yeah. there.
1: Hopefully, just with his limited role, at least he might get like eight to ten touches. Hopefully, kind of like suffice for not missing the game, I guess.
0: Right. I mean the biggest
2: issue. Yeah that, I think good uh, I was just gonna say I think if he is like out and he starts missing games, it's probably not even worth the be picking up his handcuffs. Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly or Larry Roundtree. I think like even if he does go down it's gonna be a split between the two and I don't have any faith in Joshua Kelly after the last year. Mm-hmm. He was pretty hype and he did absolutely nothing. Do you but think it's gonna be like a committee It's gonna be, like... be like a New York. I, th- I think if Austin Eckler goes down, it'll be more of like a New York Jets backfield where okay. you you basically can't play any of them because it's gonna be so split up.
0: Yeah, I, I could agree with that. And, and going to my final point, fi- final point before we head into our next topic, um, the biggest issue with with Eckler for me this year, and as much as I love Eckler because he has especially in point uh, PPR leagues, like he's got huge upside because he gets so many catches, is the fact that he's not going to get any goal line work, really. And, I mean, he's even said it on various... He was on the Fantasy Footballers. Uh, I'll go ahead and name drop them. And he said, you know, he doesn't really expect his role to be that goal line guy. So if he's getting touchdowns, it's going to be, you know, red zone targets or he's going to break one, but he's not going to get those those down on the goal line, you know, HB dives to get into the into the end zone. So... Um, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on this you know, week going into week two see what goes on, if if he does play he plays, we don't really have any news to break in terms of if he's going to be available or not, so um, with that we'll head on to New Orleans and another running back situation, the New Orleans Saints have waived or released I guess uh, Latavius Murray uh, earlier this week, meaning Tony Jones has won that backup role and is now basically your handcuff for any Alvin Kamara owners, and if you're lucky enough to grab him in some leagues, good for you. I know I got him in a league. Drew got him in our, in our uh, keeper league. So, um, this was more of a, a salary cap move, from my understanding. Uh, I think Murray was o- almost five million this year, or around that number, and yeah, Tony yeah. Jones had some, some. At least some spark. He added some spark in the preseason, so I think they're kind of riding that hype train. Uh, Kyle, you got anything on this? I mean, I don't, I don't know much about Tony Jones. I, I can't really speak on the subject. I just know that you know he ended up winning that second that that second uh, running back role.
1: Yeah, like you said, I I saw him in preseason. He had a little bit of juice to him. Um, nothing too crazy. I mean, <laughs> like I, he he sufficed for like a backup for uh, Alvin Kamara. Unlike Drew, though, I know that he was like against me when we spoke about this a little bit ago, but I actually picked up Lat-Murray in a couple deeper leagues that like I could suffice the roster spot for. Mm-hmm. Some leagues I didn't, but I just picked him up just for that off chance of, like, if someone were to tra- uh, to sign him, like the Jets or some lower team that could use him as like, like a good pass-catching role. But. Baltimore
0: needs a running back. I mean, I know they signed Lev Bell, but
1: Murray's okay, at still least proven another one. Yeah. They still need to sign another one, right? Because that would only make three on the roster, and they still need a fourth one. They signed right. Lev Bell to the, to the, the practice squad. But
0: from from my understanding, this is a COVID protocol situation. They have to wait what six days or whatever for testing to all come back negative and whatnot. So there's, yeah. probably, there's a good chance that we do see Lev Bell up on the 53-man here within the next week or so. Um, but Latavius Murray is legitimately somebody that you know, a lower like Kyle said, a lower team, New York, who doesn't really have a proven running back. Lamichael uh, P. Ryan had minimal touches last year. Frank Gore's not there anymore. Uh, Michael Carter, I think Tevin Coleman's there now. Yeah. yeah, Um They don't really have a proven RV one in that that offense, and Murray could easily step in there and. <laughs> and figure, but or you know it could be a you know week one injury. RB goes down. We know what. What if this this injury to Eckler ends up being a long term thing?
1: Yeah, you um, could see Latavius Murray show up in LA. You I mean, he, never he, know. He doesn't
0: have the the, the high catch up side that uh, that an Eckler has, but he could fill in. Uh, Drew, you got anything on this whole situation?
1: Yeah, I
2: think if Latavius Mur- Murray ends up anywhere, I think the Chargers would probably be the best place for him because he can easily beat out Larry Roundtree, Joshua Kelly, and Justin Jackson mm-hmm. for that. He's definitely more proven than this. Exactly. Yeah. But in much other places it's just I just can't see it working out sure. for him. I think the Chargers would be the best place for right. him. And on the topic of Tony Jones, I he had an awesome camp. And I I love Tony Jones coming into this year. So mm-hmm. I picked him up. I think he could be just as good as Latavius Murray and Previous years with the Saints, and you might even be able to start him at your flex a couple weeks. So,
0: Yeah, I grabbed him in one of my other leagues where I happened to get Kamara, so thankful for that. Um, I mean, I, like I said, I don't have much on Tony. I, I, If I'm being honest, you guys did your projections well before I, we even knew about doing this, and I was behind the eight ball, and I, I, I still haven't got through them, so uh, scratch that up as an L for me. But, uh, you know, we, we have seen second running backs in this New Orleans system have some sort of relevance in a way. I mean, we saw it with Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara the first, what, two years of Kamara's career. So, I mean, maybe we, we, maybe we see that. Or, you know, another team I find interesting that doesn't really have a, a true RB1, um, Houston could use a running back. I, I love Phillip Lindsey and he's he's one of my sleepers this year i think he's going real low adp wise and he could take over that backfield but you know lat murray there adds some assurance in my opinion so with that let's go ahead and uh we'll move on to basically what our podcast in a way wants to focus around you know we are the boomer bust podcast we want to get out uh each week who we think may or may not be booms and or busts. This week we all have a list of three booms, three busts that we're going to go over. Um, if you don't mind, I'll go ahead. Let's kick it off with some with some booms this week.
2: So uh, can we can we clarify what the boom and the bust is from our perspective?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, actually, that's a great idea. So uh, the way that at least my I would I look at it, and that Drew brought it up, is a player that. Would have five. So if you're a boom, you're gonna you're projected to say have 13 points, and we think you're gonna have upwards of five points more than that. But uh, and, and a bust just be the other way around. So if you're a boom, 13 points, you're gonna score 18 plus. If you're a bust, what uh, seven points or less? Just for general reference of of how we're doing this, and um, I'll go ahead and start off with my first boom this week. Yeah. And that's Brandon Ayuk of the San Francisco 49ers. He's projected to have 14.89 points on sleeper. And they're going up against a Detroit uh, team that really struggles, at least especially in the secondary. And uh, it's either going to be him or Debo. That's going to get a ton of targets. And um, you know, last year Jeff Okuda didn't really transition to the game like we thought he would. uh, The rookie at Ohio State. And I I think whether it's Jimmy G, it's Trey Lance. I think Ayuk is a huge value this year. I really like him really high on him. And especially in this week one matchup against Detroit where like the defense just isn't good. You know, there's no, no more Darius Slay, no more Indomitian Sioux up front. Uh, they lost some linebacker pieces this offseason. So I think potentially we could have a big week for the 49ers, and I think IUK could lead the way there with you know, a solid 100-receiving 100, 100 yard game and a tutty. And that probably puts him right around, you know, depending on, on the catches, right around 20 points. So I, I could see IU really having a, a great week one and carrying that through the season as, as potentially the, the wide receiver one in that offense because we know George Kittle will get hurt. So, uh, Kyle, yep. who is your first boom for this week?
1: So my first boom for this week is going to come a little surprising to you guys. Um, I'm going to go with Antonio Brown. Um, so if, I don't know if you guys saw or not, but uh, Chris Godwin was a little banged up. And uh, he's going to, as uh, they said that in a report, that AB looks like he's back with the Steelers the way he's playing and his playing style. So mm-hmm. that's very reassuring for me. Um, he's projected this week to be at 13 points. I, I honestly could see him at 20. And then, like, this is kind of crazy, too. FanDuel Sportsbook right now has AB for uh, over under in his yard, his receiving yards is 58 and a half yards. You can smash that, dude, because his yak is tremendous. And you know, Brady's going to get him the ball. So, yeah. That's just our first boom this week.
0: Real quick before we pass it on to Drew, uh, I'm big on AB this year. Um, He's going to be that slot receiver in Tampa Bay, and we know how much Brady loves his slot receivers. You know, look at the Edelmans, look at the uh, Wes Welkers before him. Uh, he, he loves his slot receivers, and that's the role that is going to play, plus the fact that he and Brady kind of get along in a way. I mean, when he first went to New England, I want to say, they, they lived together before he got released after that one week. So there's something there. And I, I do believe, and just look like at his playoff performance. I mean, he had a lot of targets in the playoffs, and I think that carries over into this season.
1: Heck, even look at Scottie Miller what he did in the slot last year. Like,
0: a- and where? Antonio Brown is at least twice the receiver Scotty Miller is, a lot um, more. <laughs> so, Drew, let's go ahead. Uh, your first boom for Week One fantasy football is
2: yeah. So my first boom for the Week One of fantasy football season is going to be Devonte Smith. He's had kind of a shaky training camp and preseason, dropping a couple balls here and there, but that's expected. It's just adjustment in, in my eyes because week one, they're playing the Falcons, and we all know how bad the Falcons' defense is. It's not good over there. Absolutely. And he, he's going to be the, He's the number one receiver. He could easily be the number one target for the whole year on the offense. Mm-hmm. It's... He's projected at 13.64 points. That seems low. He can easily score more than five points higher than that against the Falcons defense. It's just yep. obvious to me that
1: he's a boom for this week. Yeah, this game's going to definitely be a shootout, too. So, Is it
0: safe to say that yeah. Devontae Smith is the safest rookie in this year's class? I mean, Jamar Chase coming out with all these drops. Jalen Waddle, we don't know. I mean, there's the, the connection with Tua and all that, but is it safe to say Devontae's our, you know wide receiver one coming out this year in, uh, in terms of rookies?
1: Yeah, it's definitely possible.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. So uh, let's go ahead. We're going to circle back. We'll do like a snake draft. We'll start Drew here with his first bust now. Who was your first bust of this season? Or this uh, week, I guess.
2: All right, so my first bust for this week is going to be Amari Cooper. He's projected for 16.62 points on Sleeper. And I don't know if I can get on board with that just because he's been struggling with an injury and they're playing the Bucks. Right. They have one of the best defenses in the league. Even if he is out there, he might not be 100%, and mm-hmm. I just think it's it would be very easily easy for him to not score that many points. So
0: I think not only that, but you have the CD hype train this year. You have a healthy Dak who we know will spread the ball around, and Zeke's... Still gonna eat some, so I I, I can agree. Um, I'm not real high on Amari this year, so I can agree with that that boom quite easily. So Kyle, your first boom for this uh, first week is.
1: It's uh, gonna be. This might be a little surprising for you guys, but it's gonna be Derrick Henry. Um, so his and sleeper, he's projected for 109 rushing yards, which I mean, it's Derrick Henry, so. I mean, take a little grain of salt with that. But they are playing at Cardinals defense, which they did add a lot of pieces at their D-line. And all around, their defense is going to be very solid this year. So, and, like, FanDuel's rushing line for him is 105. So, I mean, I feel he's going to get less than that. I'm saying, like, around, like, the 80 rushing yard-wise. hmm So, I mean, I just don't see him producing crazy amount. You know, like... History tells so. Derrick Henry is kind of subpar at the beginning of the season and then just comes unglued at the end of the season. So.
0: And it's not only that, but he doesn't add any pass-catch value. So if this game does become a shootout, which it very well could with this Arizona offense, his game becomes limited.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and if they get down early, you're going to see a lot more of Tannehill, Julio, and poten- potentially A.J. Brown, which we didn't mention uh I don't think practice today with some sort of injury quad injury potentially I think it was I don't remember now I I saw he didn't practice though so yeah I think
1: more precautionary majors but like if he were to get limited amount of play look at Anthony first here too. he's gonna see a lot of target share as well sure
0: so I I, if I'm being honest I almost went with Henry this week I was looking at him and I I really thought about it I want to say he's predicted to have like 22 and some change in terms of fantasy points on sleeper um which, I'm, which I'm looking is, at
2: 19, yeah, PPR.
0: Is it 19? So, I, I mean, it's... i 15. An right. And, again, like you said, Arizona's front seven got better. Mm-hmm. Their secondary's still decent. I mean, it wasn't horrible last year. You have Byron Murphy in another season now. Buda Baker just got that big contract last season. So, I could agree mm-hmm. with that. I mean, it's... That's definitely, like, I, I think, the take of the podcast right here. But, you know, I love it. Thanks. So with my first boom, I'm going to go Robert Tunyon of the Green Bay Packers. He's projected to have 12.55 points. Um, The biggest thing with with Tunyon is a lot of his points last year came off of touchdowns. I think he had 11 touchdowns last year, um, and and that's where the majority of his, his fantasy relevance came from. You look, they brought back Randall Cobb, who I think Aaron Rodgers has that comfortability comfortability with to be their wide receiver, too. Aaron Jones is there. A.J. Mm-hmm. Dillon is going to add some sort of you know, relevance in, in some way, whether it's running or catching the ball. I, I think they could kind of use him almost in a Jamal Williams role uh, with less catching but more, more rushing. And, of course, you have Devontae Adams, who's going to take the majority of the targets in that game. Um, I, I'm really down on Bobby Tunyon this year, and especially this game, I think Green Bay gets up early, I think they go, they resort to the run a lot, and I don't think Tunyon gets this almost 13 points he's projected to get, so I could see him getting you know, a 5-6 point outing, and everybody was real high on him to start this season, and I'm, I'm he's one of my fades this year for sure, just because I don't think that the 11 touchdowns happens again, just because if you look at his efficiency and Aaron Rodgers' efficiency—he was throwing a touchdown every like nine passes last year. That's that's not sustainable in any mm-hmm. way, sort, so, any way, shape, or form. So, I'm gonna go Robert Tunyon with my first fade or with my first boom. I mean, bust, boom, bust. Same thing, basically. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have any opinions on that. No, um, no I, I, go ahead, Drew. Go
2: ahead. Now you go ahead, pal. No, fine.
1: I I agree. I mean, I'm. If you look at the strength of schedule, I mean, Tanyan does have a decent second half of the season, but like you said, like you can fade him because Rodgers isn't going to have that kind of MVP season. He's great. There's going to be some regression there, though. So, I, yeah, like you said, I wouldn't have high hope on Tanyan this year.
2: Do you have anything to add, Drew? Yeah, so for Tanyan, well, I guess for this segment, I would be more looking at this week in general. And for the for the bus factor, and I, it's definitely possible because the Saints have a pretty good uh, secondary, and the way that they're going to spread the ball around a little bit more, getting caught back that Rodgers wanted to get back on the team. I think there may be a little bit of positive regression for mm-hmm. uh, Robert Tunyon this year. He's definitely not. I mean, it just doesn't it doesn't look good for his touchdown. Outcome for this year, just because he did he did so well last year, but Correct. yeah, I I, I think you could definitely call him a bust for week one. That's for sure.
0: So we'll circle back around and go with our next boom. And for this, I'm going with uh, a team in which Drew already mentioned. That's the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm going Jalen Hurts. He's projected twenty one point one two points this week. We already talked about it, that Atlanta defense is atrocious. Uh, the upside that Jalen adds with his legs is, you, you know, I, I won't put him in the category of Lamar Jackson. I'll put him right below Lamar Jackson, kind of like a Kyler Murray-type range, Aaron Rodgers-type range, that he can maybe better than Aaron Rodgers, but he's going to get a lot of yards with his legs, which we saw last year in the four games he started. And... I, if it comes down to it, I mean, he's not the greatest passer in the league by any means. I don't think he's... I, I, I really don't like him as a starter in many leagues. I have him as a super flex in a couple. Um, but I do think this week, and especially in this this matchup, that he has the potential to really go off 25, 26 points easily. Um, and really just have a big week just because matchup-wise and the fact that Philly could get ahead early with the offense they do have now if... Uh, if this Nick Sirianni offense works out like we all think it may. And I, I do I, – I like him this week. I don't know. I, something in my gut tells me Jalen's going to have a big week. So, with that, Kyle, you got anything on, on uh, Jalen Hurts?
1: Yeah, like I said, like I'm going to piggyback off what I said earlier. Um, it's going to be a shootout kind of game because, I mean, they're not <laughs> like the greatest defensive teams out there. So, they're okay. going to be scoring points. And, you know, Jalen Hurts, he's got enough confidence to where he's not afraid to sling the ball. And like you said, he's not the greatest passer, but he is accurate somewhat across the middle. So don't be surprised <laughs> if he resort to in the ball because you know Miles Sanders is just limited in what he does. So. Right.
0: And, you know, the Kenneth Murray edition, or not Kenneth Murray, Kenneth, Kenneth Gainwell
1: mm-hmm. edition,
0: uh, who they used a lot in the preseason, could, you know, a lot of more check downs to him or, or Miles Sanders. Both are decent pass catchers, although Sanders dropped a bunch last year. Yep. So I do like his upside this week, Drew. Uh, how do you feel about Jalen?
2: Um, yeah, I, I love it just because, I mean, clearly if I think Devonte Smith is gonna Fair be enough. a boom this week, Jalen Hurts can definitely do that as well. And it's it's they're they're facing the Falcons. Let's face it, it's not good over there on defense. So this isn't the Falcons I'm, team I'm that
0: went to the Super Bowl with that defense that actually somehow played solidly. So.
1: There's that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off that, and I'm gonna go with my next boom here. Um, my next boom for this week is gonna be Russell Gage, and let's like I like I said, it's gonna be a shootout. So even like the Eagles' defense is like I said, very subpar at best. Even with the addition of like Stephen Nelson and Darius Slay, mm-hmm. like Darius Slay still gonna be primarily covering Calvin Ridley, and if you put Stephen Nelson in one on one against Russell Gage, it's just probably not gonna end well. So that's that's just me, because I don't think Pitts is really going to be fully engaged in the target share yet, so look for Russell Gage to get a good amount of targets this game.
0: Yeah, I like it, and like you said, secondary in Philly, kind of a yikes. I mean, Darius Slay, like you said, but a lot of times he'll be on Ridley. Mm-hmm. Who, who's their, who's their DB2 that you know, is covering Gage and or Pitts? So one of those two is going to get a lot of targets, and I don't think you can argue that Gage won't just because of what we saw in his role last year when Julio was out.
1: Exactly. They're going to have to try and shadow cover, and that's just not going to work because they mm-hmm. just have so much speed on that corner.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. I think he's got major upside, not only in this game, but this season.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What do you think, Drew? I mean, yeah. Um, with Julio out last year, Russell Gage still had, he had over 100 targets on the year. I think if you think adding Kyle Pitts is going to, Heard him that much. I think you're a little bit crazy, so I'm definitely on board with this.
0: Yeah, I think Pitts gets some more maybe red zone and end zone yep. looks than Gage does, but I think this, last year was the first year, and I want to say six years, that a wide receiver two in the Atlanta system had more than 100 targets, so let that sink in a little bit. Drew, who is your second boom of this week?
2: My second boom for this week is going to be Daryl Henderson. He's projected for 13.65 points on sleeper, and going against the Bears' run defense, it's not been the best in the last couple of years. That has to hurt sadly. to say. And I just caught wind of an injury to Eddie Goldman. That's one of their interior D linemen.
0: Thanks for clarifying
2: because so we had no I idea. It, <laughs> so as long as uh, Henderson Henderson's thumb is doing all right by the start of the game, I think he has the chance to do really well this week.
0: As of 40 minutes ago, from Rhoda Wire, Daryl Henderson recovers from Thumbspring, So, you're right on point with so this one. Look at you go.
1: Play Daryl Henderson. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Play him.
0: Play Henderson. Yeah. Um. I don't disagree. I think anybody against Chicago this year is a decent matchup. And you know that's that's not saying much because Chicago's D's kind of fallen apart over these past few years. Um, and it looks like they might be in a lot of shootout-type games, especially once Justin Fields comes into this uh, the starting quarterback position, which could be week two potentially after this tough matchup for them in week one. So I don't mind this at all. I, th- I think Henderson, even Sony Michelle, get a decent workload this week against the Bears. So your second bust, Drew, who is your second bust for week one?
2: My second bust for week one is going to be Javonte Williams at 10.56 points on sleeper. Um, they're going against the Giants, so it's not like it's a crazy terrible matchup by any right. means but I just think that if Melvin Gordon is playing week one he's going to get the majority of the touches. I think Javonte Williams will come into his own over the course of the year but I think it's going to start slow and there's, I just think there's no way that he gets enough touches week one to right. make back that Production value. So I just think he's definitely a sit for this week. You
1: shouldn't be starting him.
0: Yeah,
1: Kyle, what you got on Javante? Yeah, no, I'm 100% with Drew. I'm not a huge fan on Javante this year, just in general. Um, Melvin Gordon's still there, guys. Like, he's still going to get touches. He's still going to be a part of that offense, whether you like it really or not. But, like, he's going to get touches, and Javante Willens is just going to kind of play. I feel Javante is just going to play second fiddle. Okay. But,
0: That's just me. Yeah, you you know, you mentioned that that Melvin's still going to be there. He's also still going to get hurt, so it's inevitable that at some (laughs) point, maybe even week two, we see Javante Williams as RB one. And I think it says a lot that Nick Fagio already has, or Vic Fangio, pardon me, already has a lot of trust in his rookie running back, uh, who's expressed that they're completely fine with Javante Williams, you know, being a starter if they need him to be. So um, I think that says a lot about his progression so far. And I think he does potentially become that, uh, or he, he will become that RB1 this season at some point. Who knows when, but uh, if you manage to get Javante late in the draft and stashed him on your bench until then, good for you. So, uh, with my uh, second, wow. um, second bust of this week, I'm going DeAndre Swift. I just mentioned this matchup with Brandon Ayuk. You're going up against a tough defense first off. San Francisco, their front seven is just ridiculous. On top of that, you're going to be playing from behind most of this game, and you just signed Jamal Williams. Swift is projected to have 12.47 points in this first week on Sleeper. And I just... I could see him having as low as... I six points I really could just because they're not going to be running the ball I think Jamal Williams plays a large role in this Detroit backfield and I just we don't know how he's healed from whatever injury he had earlier in this preseason we don't know if he's fully healthy we don't know how he is so uh I, I, I don't like playing him this week I don't play him in any league this week and if I do have any shares of uh of Swift I am trading him ASAP if I'm being honest I know Kyle's not very big, on i so start with you.
1: Yeah, I'm, like you said, I'm not huge on DeAndre Swift. I faded him in every league, even if he was there for me to pick. I just went a different route. Mm. DeAndre Swift is constantly hurt. I mean, it's inevitable. Like, and it's sad because he's young. But like Secondary you said, Jamal Williams is there. He's gonna get. He's gonna be part of that offense. And Swift, don't be surprised if he's out for a couple weeks. Gets hurt again. I mean. We'll just see what happens, but I'm not having high hopes for it.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Drew?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been, he's pretty much missed all
2: of the preseason. It's kind of crazy to think you can start him week one. I mean, Jamal, Mur- Jamal Williams is going to get the majority of the touches this week. His coach, I don't even think it was a whole week ago, was saying how even uh, if he, he is, is 100%, we don't know how much we can give to him because he mm-hmm. hasn't been here. So it's you, you got to sit on week one at least. It's right. just not going to
0: happen. I agree. So I'll start with my last of my booms. And this week, I'm going Kenyon Drake. Surprising, I know, RB2 in in uh, Las Vegas. But you look at who's ahead of him. Josh Jacobs. Who are they playing? Baltimore. They're not going to be playing from ahead at all in this game. No. What pass-catching... Ability does Jacobs have? Not very much. Kenyon Drake's going to be in there for a lot of touches through the air. I mean, this is this is like my my take of the week. Kind of a big stretch here, but I think Kenyon Drake, you know, potentially could get you know 50 yards receiving and a touchdown because they're going to be playing from behind. And they're and, and, and again, you you look at um, last season and his goal his goal line usage in Arizona. He had a ton of goal line touches, so. If, if the, you know, they don't have faith in Jacobs for some reason, he could be a goal line back. he's got the receiving capabilities, and I think, uh, like I said, this is my crazy my crazy take this week, but I think he could potentially have a big week. What are your thoughts, Drew? I don't, I don't think you're too happy with this one while he looks on your face.
2: Well, I don't know. I just, I like Josh Jacobs. I just think John Gruden with his 10-year coaching contract, he's just going to do whatever he wants. If he okay. wants five running backs, he's going <laughs> to use five running backs, I guess. And that's what's... because Josh Jacobs can catch the ball. He has the ability. He did it in college. It's just John Gruden decides he's not going to have that role. He's going to sign a backup Kenyon Drake for $5 million for no reason at all. But I guess, yeah, it does make sense that this week Kenyon Drake could step into the pass-catching role as they're trying to catch up to the Ravens and definitely be a boom for his projected stats this week. So I guess that is... I guess I agree with that, yeah.
0: Like I said, this is this is my my take for the week. Kyle's crazy take was Derrick Henry busting, so we'll, we'll we'll both have one so far. Hopefully, Drew can add one here in his last two picks. Uh, Kyle, what do you think about this before we pass on to you?
1: Uh, so I I actually agree because like it's gonna be the Ravens just racking up points after sure. points, and the Raiders are their defense is bad, so like they're gonna need to pass the ball, and I mean it's Derrick Carr throwing it so. Like, don't expect too, too much from him, but, yeah, I agree with you, Steve, 100%. And I'll just go into my last boom here, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Because it's the same thing. My last boom here is Lamar Jackson. So on sleeper, he's projected in a full PPR to get 20 points, which that's ridiculously low for me. I feel that, like, this could be my other big stretch, like, pick. Lamar Jackson could be finish your week one top QB. Because this Raiders D is very, very bad. You saw last year, like, Lamar did struggle, and everyone likes to point the finger at him that he didn't do too well. But he had a banged-up Hollywood Brown. He wasn't ever 100%. Um, Andrews was also banged up. Uh, J.K. Dommons didn't really come to effect. They had Mark Ingram. Like, mm-hmm. like Everyone wants to point the finger at Lamar Jackson, but now they finally got a healthy Hollywood Brown. They got healthy Andrews. They got everybody, so... I expect Lamar Jackson to be pushing 30 points this week. What do you think?
0: Drew, go ahead and take this. I'll, I'll, I'll pitch
1: in the Um, Yeah, I think
2: it's definitely possible with the matchup they have. I don't see why he wouldn't be able to get at least 25 points. I can't believe he's projected for 20. I don't have him in any, in any leagues. So I didn't know that. But, yeah, that's for sure it could happen.
0: So as bad as his season started last year, he was a top – I want to say five, maybe on top three quarterback the last five or six weeks of the season. So he really came around going into the playoffs, and he had, he had that big game against uh, the Titans where they won in Nashville, and then obviously they all danced on the logo because, you know, the Titans did it to them earlier in the season, and that was like their thorn in the side, I guess. Um, but he had a really, really strong end to the 2020 season, and that was with him, like you said, having a banged-up receiving core. He had covid And I think once, you know, not not even just week one, but once he gets Rashad Bateman back, once they get Miles Boykin back and they have a fully staffed, you know, receiving core, even without J.K. Dobbins and, you know, they have Gus Edwards as their their RB1 right now, I think he has a really, really solid season. And we see Lamar turn almost back into that MVP form we saw a few seasons ago. So I like that pick a lot. And uh Drew, your last boom before we get
2: to the last busts of the round. So my last boom for week one is gonna be Trevor Lawrence, projected at seventeen point eight three points. I think that's so absolutely oh, blasphemy. Oh, man. Like, they're playing the Texans. Yeah. It's, what what else do you have to say? I mean he's he's <laughs> NFL ready, no matter what you wanna whatever you want to call it, it they're playing the Texans. It's not gonna be A problem. He could easily score five points above seven I mean,
1: it's ridiculous that he's projected that low. I don't get it. What a great way to start the season for him though. Like a great coming like into the first ever NFL game is against the Texans. Just to obliterate them. That's just the perfect way to come in here.
0: Especially that, you know, you're gonna be in this division at least five years, you know, barring your second contract, so you know, you're. I mean, you're in Houston, sure, but you know, you're going against Tyrod Taylor, so you've got a real good chance to have a real good week. You know, they mm-hmm. added uh, what Bradley Roby? Is that his name? Cornerback today out of Denver as you know one of their their starting uh, corners now. But that <laughs> that defense is bad, and they don't have J.J. Watt now. Yeah, um, there's no more Young Clowney from a couple seasons. ago. It, it's bad. So I, I like that pick a lot. And who knew he was actually 6'6"? Sleeper has him listed at 6'6". He doesn't look that big when you watch him on
1: TV. It's the hair, bro. <laughs>
0: it, a- it has an extra 6 inches. Yes. Uh, all right, so that's of our booms. We'll now go back through our last round. Three busts. Who is your first bust, or I guess your third bust?
2: So my third bust for this week is going to be Rondale Moore on the Cardinals. He's projected for 13.64 points. He's playing the Titans. Mm-hmm. I just think a lot, a lot of people are high on Rondell Moore this week. I mean, in general, not even just this week. I mean, it's DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green. Everybody seems to want to act like Christian Kirk isn't there. Everybody is. Most people, you need to realize that they're probably going to get around the same targets. And right. Christian Kirk has more experience and could show out more than Rondell Moore. We just We don't know. So I think while they're playing the Titans, they have a decent passing defense. I think it just could be one of those weeks where they don't release him yet, and they give Christian Kirk more mm-hmm. targets this week, and Rondell Moore doesn't match up to his projection.
1: Yeah, so, and everyone forgets that Chase Edmonds can catch the ball too. Yeah, he's so. a really good pass catcher.
0: Him. I think the big thing that everybody likes about Rondell Moore this not even just this week, but this season, is that Kingsbury's going to use him as like their gadget guy on the sweeps, on like the, those fancy little pitch plays that the Steelers used a lot last year with Chase Claypool. Uh, he'll be their slot guy. I, I, I have no doubt he'll beat out Christian Kirk at some point for the slot role. I'm, I'm fairly high on him, and I, and I do like him. But again, I, week one, especially for a team going up against Tennessee who you know is going to try to smother you, I, I can agree that you know, what, what, 13, 14 points, what like you said is what he's projected at, might be a little steep. So I, I completely agree. Kyle, your last boom for, for week one.
1: Yeah, so uh, I didn't get to name my second bust either, so I'm just going to name both of them right now. That's okay. Oh,
0: My bad. Go ahead.
1: It's okay. So my last, or my second bust, I guess I should say, would be Justin Herbert. Um, this might come as a little bit of a surprise, but... They're playing that Washington defense, man. They're very good edge rushers. I mean, look, Chase Young. They got Montez Sweat. Now. Oh yeah. Makes me most. I mean, what's what's Justin Herbert projected at this or this week? Twenty-one point eight. Twenty-one point eight. So, I mean, I can I can definitely see them hold containing him to 15, 16 points. Um. It's just not going to be a great time because their O-line is not that great. So, I mean, they added some pieces, but it's not going to be enough to stop Young and Sweat. What do you think?
0: So, I think it depends on the availability of Eckler this week. Because if you have yeah. Eckler out of the backfield, you're going to relieve some of that that pressure on, on Herbert by being able to run. If you can you know, run the ball early, you're going to be able to get some play action time in the pocket then. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think a lot of it comes down to if...
1: Eckler is healthy and playing League One. I agree. All right, so I'll jump into my last bust here. Um, my last bust is going to be Saquon Barsley. Um, he's very, he's banged up, as we all know. Um, and they're playing that really good Denver defense. I have Denver as the best defense in the league this year. I mean, they have easily, by far, the best secondary with Justin Simmons and Bryce Callahan and Kyle Fuller at the corners. Um, and then they have Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb on the ends. Like this defense is a solid group round and round. And they're I mean, Saquon, he's gonna be probably limited because he's like I said, he's banged up and they're gonna have to throw the ball because Denver's gonna be up on them. So
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. He was limited in practice today too still. He hasn't I don't think he's I don't know if he's had a full day of practice this entire preseason. Yeah, so, I mean, he's been
1: limited pretty much the whole time. You
0: know, Sa- so. Saquon Barkley. I, I can yeah. agree with you. 15 or 17 points right now. Yeah. You know, a 12 point game could be in the works because they're going to need to rely on Daniel Jones' arm quite a bit this year, or this week at least.
2: Exactly. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. At least, mm-hmm. at least for week one, it's just, that's got to be in the range of outcomes, just yeah, how he's limited got, he's going to be.
0: You know, week one, Denver, week two, Washington. He's got a tough start to the season yeah. for maybe that drafted him, you know, top five potentially. Yeah. Um, and then you still have the Rams later in the year. You have KC, who you're not going to run the ball against because they're going to be down the entire game. So,
1: that, now that's I know we you know. got Saquon in the second round of one of our what was it? Our Dynasty League. Dynasty League, yeah.
0: Dynasty second round I'm is a completely solid fine with value. Getting
1: him in the second yeah. round of a Dynasty. League.
0: Solid value. Oh. So my third bust. I'm going to switch up on what I sent to Kyle because I was looking too far ahead at the schedules. I had originally had DK Metcalf because I thought they played the Rams this week, and Jalen was going to absolutely cover him like he did last year again. Uh, So I'm going to audible out of that, and I'm going to go Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon's slated to have 17.04 points against Minnesota, who kind of revamped their defensive front there. And it's not only that, but you have no line to run behind. And while he does get targets in the passing game, I don't think there's enough volume with the fact that they did add Jamar Chase. They still have Tyler Boyd. They have T. Higgins in year two now. And Minnesota's a, a solid team that you're going to be playing from behind. Kirk Cousins is going to do enough to get them you know, up a touchdown and a field goal or two touchdowns.
1: Or Dalvin Cook.
0: Or Dalvin Cook as well. So there's a good chance Cincinnati's playing from behind all of, if not most, of this game. And you're not going to rely on Joe Mixon. And as much as I love – like, I love Joe Mixon coming out of Oklahoma. I thought he was going to be a stud. And – you know, you get an offensive line that's at least half halfway decent, he's going to have a good year. But the, they they didn't add O line this year, at least in the first round. They, they went Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell. And I think it's going to come back to bite him in the ass. And week one, like I said, Minnesota, you still have a good defensive front. Secondary, kind of rebuilding, but you mm-hmm. still have Harrison Smith back there. So, you know, I don't like mixing – I don't like mixing like mix really this year. I'm kind of fading him this year. He was a second-round pick in most leagues. And it's just the fact that he has no one to run behind. So, I don't know if you guys have any takes on this we'll true. Drew.
2: Um, so, my argument to your busting of him would be, would you say that Najee Harris would be a bust this week? I,
0: I, I could argue that Najee Harris is a bust this week just because that Buffalo front seven is – fearsome, and they're running behind another shitty O-line.
2: And that's that's being a Steelers thing. I just bring that up because it's pretty much the same situation. No, I I absolutely agree. And a lot of people are really high on Najee this year, and they're going to have the same kind of role, so I was curious how you would feel about that.
1: Right.
0: And looking at sleeper projections, Najee's supposed to outscore Mixon by around two points. .2 points. Not two points. .2 points. And I agree. I think... And this is, as a Steelers fan, I think Pittsburgh gets down early in this game because Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs alone, and they're going to be throwing the ball a lot, so I think honorable mentions, you could throw a Najee Harris in there, you could throw, I I almost even thought about throwing Chase Claypool in there because they're going to have, they might have Trey White on on Claypool all week because they're all game because they know how he played and how they want to incorporate him into the offense at least, so. I'm I'm not big on any Steelers this week, and I could absolutely agree that Harris is a bust. So, with that, do we want to get into our uh, underdog best ball draft now?
1: Let's
0: do it. All right. So once Drew joins this here best ball league, we'll be doing our best ball draft, and we'll kind of go through as much as we can, pick by pick, and see. Uh, see what or kind of how we plan on going through this draft so once Drew eventually joins
2: mm-hmm. you can give me a second here that's my bad
0: we kind of plan this though having one person not be here just cause I don't know this is my first time using underdog so I was, I'm assuming since I created a, a private draft as soon as the third player joins it's going to automatically start this draft but I could be wrong.
1: It should. I mean, I don't know. We'll see here, though. Have you, you haven't seen the setup, there for the draft? It's a little different. A little different.
0: Kind of looking at it. Kind of don't know. We'll figure it out as we go.
1: So basically, you got to click under the person's name, like have that drop down box, and then it'll give you an option to draft. And there's it. an
0: option. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Q draft. Okay, okay. We got this. Unless sure fucking Drew does something. Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah, dude, what's going on over there?
2: I
0: think I got it. It says it's filled. We're just waiting on Drew to do something. There we go.
1: There we go. Uh, 1.1, 1.
0: Yeah. 1. 1, boys. You know who we're going here. This isn't even a thought.
1: Ray Ray McCloud.
0: Let's go. Ray Ray McCloud. So the draft starts in 20 seconds. So best ball for those who don't know. Uh, there's no waiver wire. There's no trades. You draft a team, and whoever on your team does the best each week is who you get points for. So I draft say Christian Kirk in round the last round. And one week he pops off for seventeen points and Stephon Diggs has fifteen points and he's technically in my starting lineup, it'll go Christian Kirk's points instead of instead of Steph Diggs. So yep. Alright, we're on the clock, boys, and I don't think there's anywhere to go other than run CMC. Okay, yep. it's up okay. I- it tells me I'm on the Did clock, but clarify I'm not picking. That
2: it's literally just us three. Like, there's no computers. Yeah,
0: this is a you know, 1v1v1 thing here, and it's not letting me pick.
1: Mine just said it just started. So.
0: Mine said I was on the clock for a. Okay. It says I'm on the clock and it hit zero. There we go. CMC. You Drew see. is now on the clock. Pick two. Definitely a running back. You go in Kamara, you go in Cook.
2: Oh, I'm, going I'm higher than I'm higher on
1: Kamara than Cook. I like year. that
0: pick a lot, especially with Jameis being the starter.
1: All right, so I'm gonna go Cook and then I'm gonna kind of tail out to a wide receiver here. And you probably know who I'm going Tyreek,
0: Cheetah. No, oh, I thought you're, you're a Tyreek guy, so I thought you're going Tyreek yeah, for sure.
1: I'm a Tyreek guy through and through, but you know, Adams is just gonna produce, man.
0: So Drew then goes.
1: Oh, another running back. Derek Henry.
0: I have back-to-back picks here. I'm going to go RB two here. And go Zeke. I don't know why my computer's you know wanting to not cooperate with me. So we go Zeke. And I'm uh I'm going to shore up my tight end position. I'm going Travis Kelsey right here.
1: That's a good pick because he's gonna you know he's gonna pop off. His ceiling is so high.
0: And he's finished, with the past three seasons as RB, or as RB, wow, as tight end one?
1: Yeah, RB won third.
0: All right, Travis Kelsey. Drew's now on the clock. He's got two running backs. Steph Diggs, love it. Over Tyreek, though.
1: Yes. Right. I'm really high on this guy this year. You all know that. Uh, he's my boy, Aaron Jones.
0: We took him in our in our first mock draft, so I love it.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you left Machida, so I got to go with him.
0: Yeah, you're you're stacked at receiver.
1: And now mm. I'm able to take the possible number
2: one receiver this year in Calvin Ridley. I was hey, waiting yep. for the
0: Alshon Jeffrey pick. I'm not gonna lie. Or Alshon <laughs> Jeffrey. Yeah. <The>, uh, <laughs> uh, throwback Bears. Odd. Mm. Who do I go here? Who do I go here? Might be a bit of a stretch. I think I he well, my computer froze, so oh, there we good. go. I think he has a lot of upside, maybe not so much in the passing game, but once this loads. It's coming, don't worry. Eckler. No. Unless it auto picked Eckler for me.
1: <laughs> it have. Oh, auto- it,
0: it auto picked Eckler for me. Uh, so I was going like chub there, it. but
1: you know what? It's fine. We got Chubbs, so don't be worried about it.
0: I mean, I guess. I, I didn't want both of them, but it is what it is. So I'm going to open this so in I'm gonna a go different with, tab. I'm
2: going to go with a little bit of upside here and just take who I think is going to do well. So we're going to go with Najee Harris. I agree. Lo- love the pick.
1: And I'm going to go with another guy I'm really high on this year. You get him at good value. Antonio Gibson. And then I'm going to I'm gonna pull Steve here, and I'm going to share my tight end position with Darren Waller.
2: it's going to continue stacking up the squad. I'm going to take DeHop. Hey, what a boy. All right,
0: I'm back. So my first, yep. first receiver, who I was trying to get last round, it's still not letting me draft, so, you know, wonderful things. I'm trying to go DK here, but I'm just going to have a team of running backs, I guess.
1: Yeah, you're going to Barkley, my guy. I'm trying to go. Hate to see it. You don't have autopilot on, do you? I don't. Hey Steve, put on. Uh, if you put your cues in, it'll draft those. If you get autopiloted, by the way.
0: Okay. Well, I'm just gonna do it from my phone as we go, I guess.
1: Okay. Fair enough. You might want to hurry.
0: I'm trying real hard, and I'm gonna lose this because you know I've got nothing but running backs.
2: <laughs> Five running backs.
1: And it's, it's gonna auto
0: draft another one here. Watch. Jonathan Taylor, how much wanna bet? Big bet. There we tough. go. I
1: got it in. Maybe I like DK yes. there. So don't
0: worry, I've got a thousand running backs, and we can't even trade him, so that's where we are at this point. No, I like hey, DK you, this year. How
1: are, you?
2: Drew, who are you going? Here I'm gonna go George Kittle. I think he's gonna do a lot better as long as he stays healthy. He could even challenge Darren Waller for that second spot. So that's a big. I if. like that pick there.
1: Big. No one go... Let me ask you this, Drew. Did us taking tight ends already kind of push you to get that, like, kind of reach? And I'm not saying, like, necessarily reach, but you know what I'm talking about.
2: I mean, yeah, definitely. I kind of plan on getting Darren Waller, and then you took him. So I'm like, all right, I should probably snag George Kittle before the top
1: three are gone.
0: There's our first QB off the board in Patrick Mahomes with Kyle's eighth pick, or eighth
1: round pick. I kind of reached there, but I kind of want to filter out the QBs right now. So No,
0: I get it. And, uh... I respect it. So we'll go here. Drew up.
2: I'm going to take A.J. Brown. A.J.
0: Brown. So you left me who I really wanted and who everybody else, including myself, is really high on this year. C.D. Lamb. Filling out that wide receiver position.
1: I'm
0: I'm torn between two receivers here. Okay. And I think I'm going to do this just to break Drew's heart. I'm going A-Rob. <laughs> you look at his his target share that he gets, and it's insane. He had, what, 120 targets, like, yeah. targets last year? And you're going to have a rookie gunslinger coming into this season. So, yeah, I, I like A-Rob a lot this year. It's between him and Terry McLaurin for me. So, Old scary Terry. And I, and I love love me some Terry McLaurin this season. Some Scory. Or Terry McScoran. As, uh, as they call him.
1: As the kids say.
0: Nick Chubb, who, or Nick Chubb, Kyler Murray. It it showed Nick Chubb on my phone, so I was really confused. I like (laughs) Kyler Murray's top three, if not the first quarterback this year. Him, Lamar, Mahomes, all uh, I think can be interchanged. Josh Allen, even. Josh Allen, even. I think it's really a race between those four.
1: See, I see a lot of leagues where people are drafting Josh Allen over as like, the number one overall QB, which I understand all the hype, but like, I just, I don't know. I can't see drafting him over Patrick Mahomes or even Kyler Murray and I,
0: I love me some some Josh Allen. I'm not gonna lie.
1: Is that who you're going here with, Nick?
0: So, Drew, ooh, Drew goes Robinson, of all people. Oh.
1: James Robinson, yeah, which I
0: love. Oh especially now that he's a starter. He leaves me now with Mm -hmm. the other receiver I wanted, Terry McLaurin, who fell to me, and a running back who I'm not huge on week one, but through the season, David Montgomery, has a big year. And that's now the second time I've drafted a bear right in front of Drew, so that kind of hurts.
2: Yeah, and here I'm going to take, over the next four years, the highest-paid tight end in football, in a best ball league, gladly take him, Mark Andrews.
0: Yeah, just getting that new deal today, too.
1: Yeah, he just that bag, dude. Big
0: boy money, which he, he deserves. He's that top target Ooh. in that offense, so I see no issue with going.
1: This next guy I'm going to take, you guys know I'm super high on. I named a bunch of my draft teams after that oh, guy. Yeah, I was looking you. at him. I was looking at Bobby Trees myself. Bobby Trees is my guy.
0: I think Bobby Trees has huge upside this year with Stafford. I mean it's just inevitable.
1: And so this, this running back too, he, he's getting drafted in like in normal 12, twelve round redrafts, he's getting drafted in like fourth, fifth round. He could have R B one potential so easily. Is uh Chris Carson.
0: Sure. So when this is we're in a position where we have Jonathan Taylor who's a first round pick in all the redraft leagues. Mm-hmm. And Clyde edwards Alaire, who's potentially a second, early third-round pick in other in other redrafts, still on the board. This is wild right now.
1: So I don't know, but I'm just a big fade on Jonathan Taylor this year.
0: I agree, wholeheartedly agree. So Drew's up now.
2: Yep. Oh. I took the biggest boomer bus guy, who's oh, perfect like for it. best ball league, Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure. I'm gonna get my QB here. I'll go. I'll go Josh Allen. Love me some Josh Allen. And I'm torn here as well.
1: The fact that this late is actually kind of crazy. It's a three-man league,
0: so I kind of get it unless you're drafting two, two uh, quarterbacks. I'm going to do something crazy here and take another tight end. High upside Kyle, uh, with uh, Kyle Pitts.
1: Okay.
0: And there's going to be opportunities for him throughout this year. There's no doubt. So I, I think there is potential for him to have a, a huge game or two throughout the season. A Best Ball League, that's good format for it, too. Mm-hmm. So Drew up now. There, there there goes my next pick. My next pick would have been glare if he would have fallen to me. That's some good value. Even in a three-man lead, getting him this late, super valuable. Kyle with back-to-back picks. Mike Evans, one of my guys is still on the board here, that I'm really, really high on this year. And I'm, I think Kyle's high on him as well, so I'm not sure he's going to make it to me, but we'll see who he goes here. Now he went tight end.
1: I went with Tyler Haw- or DJ Hawkinson, dude. I just I'm so high on this dude. He God has no one else to throw to this year. If you think about it.
0: Mm, correct, because they released Perryman earlier this week.
1: Yep. No one. I mean, yeah, all they got, which another guy who I'm really. I'm high Amon on
0: Ross St. brown, boys. Yep.
1: I'm big on that dude. The goat. Dru Drew, was Deontay. Deontay. You know he's gonna pop off here eventually, once or twice this season. Love so that's this pick,
0: DJ Moore, who does nothing but catches balls,
1: mm-hmm. and has
0: had a couple big weeks throughout, or big games throughout his career so far, and big seasons. And oh, I'm really torn here. I will go crazy enough. I'm gonna go another RB. Okay.
1: Get the Gus, Gus bus.
0: The get the Gus bus. RB one. Kind of love it. Kind of don't know if how much of a role he really plays, but he could be a big player, especially week one.
1: All right. Well, I think I'm going to go a little off topic here. I think I'm going to go with a 2QB here. You know, I love my boy Lamar. I, I think he's just. just looking
0: a... at
1: him. Yep. He's looking pretty nice sitting there.
0: Lamar. Kyle with the second pick here after Lamar. Fa- fairly even team in terms of drafting. Mm-hmm. Two QB, five running back, six receivers. I mean, they got seven receivers with Jerry Judy, who has huge upside.
1: hmm especially... yeah, I mean, he has a low floor but oh, Drew went with Dak. God. My boy, baby, got
0: Dak. Uh, I love that. Dak. Dak, this is he's a uh, he's a baller.
1: We'll say he's that. a baller. But he's gonna have down games, which is a lot of people don't realize that. So. I'm gonna
0: go with this
1: someone I trust. You. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Go with one of my boom picks and Brandon Ayuk, who I'm really high on. And go with one of Drew's picks here. Daryl Henderson. Hey. hey. No, I I kinda like how my team's actually fallen out to me. I mean, other than getting a thousand running backs right off the bat. <laughs> but they're all they all have huge upside. So, you know, I can't yeah. be mad about that. Brian oh. It showed Brian Edwards on my screen at first. And I was really confused as why you're going Brian Edwards in round seventeen. Right.
1: That's scary. Yeah, that would be crazy. Now I'm gonna go I'm gonna do this and I know Drew's really high on him because he kinda talked me into this and the stealing ceiling is high for this dude. I don't I just don't I love him. That's a yeah. great pick.
0: Yeah, in redraft league. leagues, I think Tyler Boyd is the best value at any receiver. On Cincinnati's roster,
1: like in especially in his range, because you know Jamar Chase and Higgins are going at least one to two rounds, even more at of him. Crazy, yeah.
0: I, I'm high on him in any redraft league, so I like it. Miles gaskin Gaskins, and I need. I'm going to go another running back just for that bye week fill in. I'm going to go Russ Wilson, high upside, and that concludes our draft.
1: Yep. Pretty sure uh, I'm coming in last. Well, I mean, you took eight running backs to start. So. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm pretty, pretty shafted in terms of that. Um, but I mean, overall, I am projected to finish last by three points to Drew. Kyle's projected to win this league. So this wasn't anything crazy, three dollar league. Yep. I mean, just between just between the three of us. Um, you know. It, if this was a redraft league and I managed to get all these guys, I think I'm winning the championship. But we're not having three. <laughs> we're not yeah,
1: as much money down as yeah. you
0: can. <laughs> but I mean, this is kind of something fun. Maybe we can do another. I don't know. I know Underdog does weekly things, so Underdog um fantasy is a new up and coming fantasy platform. They do, I think they do weekly um competitions as well, just like your FanDuel or your
1: your DraftKings. Yeah, your, your draft yeah your plates in a way. You know what I mean.
0: So you know, maybe we can do a weekly type thing here as well, on top of our our year-long best ball league here, and and see how it goes. So with that, do you, Drew, do you have any closing thoughts before we head out of this week?
2: Um, not play much Darryl, other than play Daryl Henderson, pay attention to the Boomer bust that we have played out for our listeners, and make sure you sit the people that we think aren't going to do well this week. Fair enough. Any closing thoughts, Kyle?
1: Um, same with Drew. Uh, take our information. Uh, take it with a grain of salt. Uh, let us know in any kind of comment section that you can. Let us know what your thoughts are. Uh, let us know who your boomer busts are this year or this week. And good luck. First week of fantasy football in yes. 2021.
0: Fa- fantasy football. Well, not just fantasy football. Football back. 2021. And... Uh, I'm excited. I mean, week one, finally back, in action. Fitness and football, finally back, ready to go. I couldn't be more excited. And like like they said, follow uh, follow our booms, follow our busts. Maybe we're right. We're probably wrong. Some of us may have been a little intoxicated during this. I can not uh, can or cannot confirm that some of us were drinking. Um, but you can follow the show now on Twitter at Boom Bust, uh, FF on Twitter. That's our at. Uh, we will be, ha- you know, we're getting a logo made once you know Drew gets his head out of his ass, and uh, yeah, I mean, Get there. big things I coming, believe- so pretty
1: excited. I believe we're getting on YouTube soon too, right? So you can watch us do that. Yeah, we'll eventually be uploading
0: onto YouTube. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes from there. So thanks again for everybody that listened. Appreciate you. and We'll, we'll catch you week two. Bye.